0: Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf
1: show.
2: That's right. Golf is the language spoken here every Sunday on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers. Coming to you from the five star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the home of Tea to Green. I'm Jay Ritchie with Jerry Butenhoff. Jerry is out today, and I'll be going solo. Thanks for listening and for making what we do a part of your weekend. We've got a great show for you today. Here's the lineup. Up first, Dick Grout. He's the son of Jack Grout, the legendary golf teacher and the only coach that Jack Nicklaus ever had. He coached Jack Nicklaus for 39 years. Dick has written a terrific book about his father. It's called Jack Grout, A Legacy in Golf. And he'll be joining us today to talk about his dad, Jack Grout, and the Golden Bear and the effect that his father had on not only Jack Nicklaus but the game of golf in general. Then later in the hour, we've got a timely interview for you. They're playing the AT&T National Pro-Am at Pebble Beach this week. And joining us from the Monterey Peninsula in Northern California, Scott Seward will be here. Scott is with the Northern California Golf Association. They run the Poppy Hills Golf Course out there on the Monterey Peninsula. That course for years was part of of the AT&T National Pro-Am. It is not any longer. In fact, the course has been closed for nearly a year, undergoing extensive renovations. One of the most famous courses in the world, and they're reopening it in just a short time. And Scott Seward will be here today to tell us about the brand-new Poppy Hills on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the T at 7. Well, T.D. Green is now available on iHeartRadio Talk. If you missed something from today's show, you can find it at iHeartRadio Talk, iHeartRadio.com slash talk. Going to tee it up next with Dick Grout as we continue worldwide on American Forces Radio and coast to coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
3: Congrats to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks on winning the 48th big game. Steiner Sports has your ticket to 100% authentic Seattle Seahawks memorabilia and collectibles. Commemorate the 12th man's incredible season by visiting steinersports.com today to view the entire Seattle Seahawks collection. For a limited time only, enter promo code SEAHAWKS15 at checkout to save 15% on your entire purchase. Remember, the site to visit is www.steinersports.com.
4: Let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time, call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. That's 800 800- 296
1: Attention, active
0: duty, National Guard, Reserve, and retired veterans. If you or a loved one was injured while serving our country anytime after October 2001, you may qualify for up to $100,000 in tax free cash TSGLI benefits, even if the injury was not related to military service. Also, if you have been denied VA disability benefits for a service related issue, we may be able to help. To find out if you have a claim, call 888 606
4: 9650. That's 888 606 9650.
2: It's Destination listening for dedicated golfers. You found it. Tee to Green comes your way every weekend from the Broadmoor Resort here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay Ritchie, Scott Cuddy at the controls, and Jerry Butenoff is out today. Jerry, a victim of the snow cold and ice that we've had here in Colorado for the past couple of weeks. He slipped on the ice a few days ago. In fact, it was uh, Super Bowl Sunday last Sunday the night after the game, and uh, came down pretty hard on his back and his shoulders and hit his head and kind of messed himself up. So Jerry not with us today on the show. Hopefully he'll be back with us next weekend and with a full report, but we wish him the best and hope he gets well very soon. Later in the hour, Scott Seward will join us from the Northern California Golf Association, one of the most famous golf courses in the country. Poppy Hills has been silent for the past 10 months, undergoing extensive renovation out there on the Monterey Peninsula, where they're playing the AT&T National Pro-Am this week. They're getting ready to reopen Poppy Hills uh, after a long closure, and Scott Seward will be here to tell us all about the renovation effort, what they've done, how it's going, and when they plan to reopen. Our first guest is standing by... His name is Dick Grout, and if the name Grout rings a bell with you and you're a golfer, especially a fan of Jack Nicklaus, you know that Jack Grout was the one and only golf teacher Jack Nicklaus ever had in his entire life. He was Nicholas's coach, teacher, mentor, whatever you want to call him, for 39 years, and he also mentored a few other very well-known golfers. Dick Grout is Jack Grout's son, and Dick has written a book about his legendary father called Jack Grout, A Legacy in Golf, and he joins us today to talk about that legacy and that book. We welcome Dick Grout to TD Green. Good morning, Dick. How are you?
6: Jay, thank you very much. Doing fine. Uh, Here in the upstate of South Carolina, the sun has come out, and uh, we're Hope the winter is is behind us, but we know it isn't anyway. But <laughs> hey, thanks for the opportunity to talk about you know dad, wonderful introduction in the book and and the great game of golf. Thank you.
2: It's it's a terrific book. I haven't I've got it the other day. I haven't finished it, but what I've read so far, I'm just loving, and I'm finding out a lot of things about your dad and about Jack Nicklaus that I never knew. One being that uh, your dad was a pretty fair golfer in his day. And he competed against some pretty fair golfers, too, such as Byron Nelson and Ben Hogan and Sam Sneed. And uh, is this kind of what, what was the foundation for what he did later in life as a teacher?
6: Jay, I am so sorry. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I hope you
2: can hear me. Okay. Uh, well, I said what I didn't know about your dad was that he was a yes. pretty f- fair golfer in his day. Yeah, yeah
6: exactly. You know... Well, and that's right. I've had one of the reasons uh, for writing the book, you know, besides just a, uh, you know, my tribute to him and hopefully getting him some of the recognition that he, you know, because time moves on and people forget. And uh, um, anyway, was that people would, uh, lots, well, a number of people would ask me, did your dad, was he a golfer? Did he play? Uh-huh. Sure. Did, and uh, you know, and, and he really he did have a good uh, 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 tour experience. I mean, that's when he came to uh, Siota in nineteen fifty, late nineteen forty nine, when Jack was just you know beginning uh, about ten years old. I, you know, had he not had that tour experience, I, I don't believe that uh, you know the whole thing would have worked out as beautifully as it did, Dad was prepared, uh, you know, to meet up with young Jack Nicholas because of all the things that, that he had done in his past as a, as a tour player. I mean, he had been there, so to speak, and done that. And, you know, he knew his stuff. So, yeah, he could play.
2: And competing against the likes of Sam Sneed and Byron Nelson and Ben Hogan, I imagine he soaked up a lot of good information and good, good tips and used, the, used all that later in life, too, as a teacher.
6: You know he, he really did, and uh, it, it's kind of, it's an interesting story uh, uh, because of dad being kind of where he was when he was, and and what I mean by that is, he uh, grew up in Oklahoma City, uh, a big family, eight children. There were two other uh, Grout uh, brothers besides dad uh, that were golf pros. My uncle Dick, whom I'm named after, uh, played in the twenty six PGA and. Got beaten the second round by Walter Hagen and uh, won the 27-29 and 29 Oklahoma Open. Played in the 29 Open at Wingfoot. So, he was, you know, a real good player, a player of note in, in Oklahoma City. And he got the head pro job because of his accomplishments at Glen Garden in Fort Worth. So in, in January he of uh, 1930, he was 26 years old. Dad was just graduated high school at 19. Uh, He gets in the car with Uncle Dick, and they drive down to Fort Worth and and, uh, start the job there at uh, uh, Glen Garden. And there is 18-year-old Byron Nelson, who just turned 18 in February at 30, and uh, 17-year-old Ben Hogan. And, you know, so so I'm just saying uh, it's kind of incredible that uh, the, the life story of my father because you know he had all these experiences. He and Hogan went out on tour together for the very first time in December of 1931. Went out to California and teamed up together and, and you know started their life uh, on the big tour. They called it the winter tour back then because uh, the fellas, you know, typically the golf, the good golf pros, the guys that could really play, had club jobs in the during the season. So yeah. the, the the tour itself, of course, was in the winter. And uh, then a couple of years later, Dad went out there uh, for the uh, first time for um, uh, a travel with Byron Nelson. And then, then the next year, he went out with Jimmy Demerit. So it was just, uh, and then you fast forward 20 years later in 1950 at, at Saudi, Saudi Country Club, and he meets up with Jack Nicholas, little little boy Jack at 10 years old. So it was a story that, that really kind of it was meant to be told.
2: Yeah, and it's it's a great snapshot into what life in professional golf on the early days of the PGA Tour was like back then too when, when players traveled from event to event in the, in the automobile, in the car. They just piled in the car and drove from one place to the next. And like I said, it's a great snapshot into that. I love the story too where you tell early in the book of your dad at the age of 8 getting his first look at a golf course, a real-life golf course, and the impression it made on him, and then becoming a caddy, and I think that really, you know, there's nothing better than a youngster being a caddy, as far as I'm concerned, as far as golf is well, concerned.
6: Well, I, I I couldn't agree more, and and it's uh, you know dad uh, there uh, as as a young fella and, and as a little boy caddy, you know saw saw what uh, what he all the great uh, things in life that that he that he lo- loved, you know, the game and, and people uh, behaving, uh, you know, in a way that was uh, uh, positively and not a lot of uh, cursing going on. Uh, it just just people behaving, uh, you know, properly, so to speak, and and uh, it was all those kind of things that really, uh, you know, made a big mark on him. So you're right, you're right. caddying is, is a great way into the game, and, and it was literally, of course, it was how all the great players uh, in the past, came to the game.
2: Yeah, great uh, life lessons to be learned there too. I imagine this putting this compiling this book, putting it together with Bill Winter, by the way, for you, Dick, was was a labor of love.
6: It it was lit, absolutely was it. It was that it was eight years in the making. I I just put down everything I could over time, and and uh, you know my interviews with Dad. I always felt like I'd do something with it. And uh, But the book itself uh, came together uh, with uh, the help, the professional help, of a journalist by the name of Bill Winter, who was a wonderful writer. And actually, uh, our, he brought in uh, Denny Dressman from, from your great state, Colorado, and then he was our, our Arnold Schwarzen editor. I mean, he just really boiled that thing down to, uh, to its essence, and it's an easy read. Uh, uh, very well done, and Denny was uh, uh, a great help in the story.
2: J- Dick Grout is with us, his father, Jack Grout, the legendary pro and teacher to Jack Nicholas. The book is called Jack Grout, A Legacy in Golf, and uh, Dick is going to stay with us through the next segment. And, Dick, in the next segment, I want to get into a little bit more about how your father came to know Jack Nicholas and how he ended up being his teacher and his coach. So could you stick around and join us for that next segment as well?
6: I would love that. Jay, thank you very much. Uh, You take your time, and when you're ready for me, I'm, I'm right here. Thanks.
2: All right, super. Dick Grout, our guest. The book, Jack Grout, A Legacy in Golf, the one and only teacher that Jack Nicklaus ever had. He was Jack Nicklaus's coach, teacher, mentor, you name it, and a huge Huge part of the success of the Golden Bear. We all know what kind of success that was and the impact it had on this great game, this great sport of golf. Dick Grout, our guest, we, uh, and we'll continue with him. On the other side, we've got uh, a golf tip coming your way as well as we are live at the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. This is America's longest-running network radio golf show. It's to Green.
7: You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at
8: 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738.
4: 1-800-316-1738. Who did you let down today? Your wife? Your kids? Well, how about yourself? Let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time, call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. 800-296-1325. That's 800 Two nine six one three two five.
9: There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a
2: golf ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory?
9: Grip it
6: and
0: rip it. <laughs> T to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award.
9: Hi, everybody. My name is Mark Kelbel, I'm the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. And today I want to give you three tips on course management. Course management is very, very important for players of mid-handicaps and up, because it's the way you lower your score little by little. First, one I want to talk to you about is club selection. Oftentimes, people will pick the club that they think is necessary to get to the green distance wise when the wiser choice is a club that will advance the ball in play. If you're 210 yards out and that is your absolutely best five wood you ever hit, don't worry about that. I would take something like a seven iron, maybe even one of these new rescue clubs and advance the ball towards the green. You just want to avoid the bad miss in that instance. The second thing, go for the fat part of the green where the least trouble is. Often people will penalize themselves twice by hitting a shot to a tuck pin when there's a deep bunker there. They don't have that shot, and then they'll penalize themselves again because they've hit it into the bunker and they're not a good bunker player. Hit it to the wide part of the green. Take your two putts from there. If that's a bogey or par, that's great. Move on to the next hole. The third tip is is how to get off the tee. Often people insist on hitting a driver, and I've seen so many people hit a good four-wood or three-wood off the tee. Hit whatever's going to get it out there in play for you. Yes, you need to advance the ball, but don't get so caught up in making sure that you hit a driver that you penalize yourself
2: by hitting that club. For more on taking strokes off of your game, check out the website, teetogreenradio.com, or visit your local PGA professional. It's the show by golfers, for golfers. T.D. Green, the golf show from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Butenoff is out today. Coming up, we'll talk to Scott Seward from the Northern California Golf Association about the multi-million dollar renovation of one of America's great golf courses, Poppy Hills, out there on the Monterey Peninsula we continue with Dick Grout there's a great new golf book out and if you're a golf fan and especially a fan of Jack Nicklaus and who isn't you need to read this book it's called Jack Grout a legacy in golf Jack Grout was the one and only golf coach golf teacher that Jack Nicklaus ever had in his career and uh, his son Dick Grout with a labor of love has took it took eight years to put this book together, and Dick Grout joining us right now. Dick, before we went to the break, we touched on it a little bit. Your dad met Jack Nicholas for the first time at age when Nicholas was ten years old. We don't want to give too much away because we want people to read the book, but kind of give us the background of that first meeting and how it happened that he became his coach.
6: Well, absolutely, Dad. Uh, he well, he like a lot of people, and back then, uh, more now, more then than now. Dad was a, a, a smoker of Campbell cigarettes, and he says that he was stopping at the Nicholas Pharmacy on his way to Stout Country Club one morning when he, early January uh, 1950, stopped on the way to get some medicine. So I, I don't know that any one of us were sick, but I think he was. that's what I thought he was doing. And, and he said that uh, uh, the stout uh, uh, owner, uh, pharmacist, came up to him, who was a new member at Scioto, and introduced himself. He recognized Dad as the, the pro and told him he was, you know, uh, Charlie Nicholas and asked uh, ask Dad if he would have a uh, junior program. And honestly, you say, well, of course he would have a junior program, but back in those days it, it wasn't the, the norm. Sure. And Dad said, yeah, when the, when the kids get out of school in the summertime, yes, we'll have a heck of a program, and you know, with a tournament at the end and prizes, things like that. And he said, "Well, great, Yeah, Charlie Nicholas. You know, he said, I want to set my, my little boy at home. I, I want to get him into something other than football and baseball. And I think he'd be make for you know, golf would be fun." And and Dad said that uh, Jack Jackie Nicholas was not only the first little boy to sign up for the program in the pro shop, but he was the first little boy on that Saturday morning in June to show up. So
2: <laughs> you know,
6: it started right off and. There's a great picture of, uh, of of the first group there uh, assembled, you know, 1950, uh, and and you look at it, and uh, there's Dad standing there in amongst a flock of little boys, and, and Jackie Nicholas is standing right next to him. So uh, Dad said he was there first because he was the first one that want, you know to be taught. He wanted to be taught to be the first kid in line.
2: Yeah, and the rest is history, and so began a 39-year relationship between your dad and Jack Nicholas. I mentioned at the top that I found out a lot of things I didn't know uh, about Jack Nicholas and and about your dad by reading the book. And I'm, I'm, and it's hard to just pick out a few highlights to, to ask you questions about, but what a lot of people and what I didn't know, and a lot of other people didn't know before Jack's last major championship when he just astounded everyone with the major victory at the Masters in 1986 prior to that there was a lesson from your dad wasn't there
6: yes sir, there there yes, there there was and uh, dad had just gone through uh, a heart surgery and uh, you know in 80 uh, late 85 uh, was on the mend early 86 and uh, well, uh, Jack's game was um, not not faring as well either. And yeah, been,
8: yeah. You know, he was struggling a little since bit.
6: His latest, uh, since his last major, you know, in, in 80, he won the uh, Open in the PGA, and he dispatched, you know, his son, Jack Jr., to pick up Dad, and Dad was feeling better at the time, and and actually, when when Jack called, uh, Dad would that would make him feel better, you know, just being around <laughs> golf and getting out there with everybody, getting out there with you and I. I mean, he would love that. And that it comes through loud and clear. Somebody who really loved what he what he did. But Jackie picked him up and drove him down to Doral, where the uh, of course the Doral Open was going on. And in, in short order, uh, really, because he knew. Dad knew, of course. Jack Swing, inside and out, uh, could could tell him what to do, basically over the phone, a lot of times. But uh, he he picked out, the, you know, this the flaw, so to speak, and it, it registered with Jack. And he, a couple weeks later, uh, you know, he, he got on top of the, the 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 thing that was, you know, irking his game. And and by the time the Masters came around, he whew, was that something made rough tears yeah. to your eyes.
7: Yeah.
2: He said he looked at your dad's swing and said, "Too handsy." get two handsy. Yeah, you two handsy. Yeah, yep. two handsy. Jack was,
6: <laughs> yeah, he was you know manipulating the club uh, with his arms and hands and uh, just uh, you know not not swinging like like they like they had uh, you know uh, arranged Jack's swing and made his swing to, to be all those years and it was just so evident to Dad that uh, that it was it, it just took you know seconds really and. Uh, Dad was, you know, he was. Uh, he was a minimalist. He he really he taught the fundamentals, the nuts and bolts of the swing, which he strictly, you know, adhered to uh, and taught unwaveringly. And yeah. Jack Jack matched match well with Dad for for reasons like that. He was consistent. Uh, he taught the fundamentals. He was a highly supportive guy. He, he was an encouraging person, and this kind of thing won him great loyalty from from Nicholas and Raymond Floyd and and others and Dad was a humble guy he he had no desire to be the star of the show happy to stand in the background and let let the golf students you know his students take full credit because he knew they deserved it
10: they
2: dick grout our guest his book is called jack grout a legacy in golf what a lot of people don't know too was that besides jack nicholas your dad also was a coach and teacher to raymond floyd david graham lanny watkins there's a few major championships there you lost your dad in May of 1989. Jack Nicholas lost his teacher in May of 1989 as well. And golf, the game of golf, lost a, a great, a great man. He kept. He was even teaching or tutoring Jack Nicholas while he was in bed in the hospital before he passed away. That's pretty amazing.
6: It, it is. And again, it was the uh, 80, 89, like you, uh, you know, accurately. Said, and thank you for, for remembering that. Yeah, it was '89 Masters, and uh, Dad. Well, at that point, you know, he just he had cancer and, and uh, lymphoma. And Jack, uh, he he pushed his second shot on the, on the last green, uh, coming up 18 there at Augusta. And Dad, uh, he came to see Dad a couple weeks later, uh, knowing that, that you know was to be unfortunately the end was near. Uh, Dad was seventy-nine, and at that at that point, and he yeah he 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 made Jack stand up and and you know take his stance and make a swing and and, and he was questioning him about this that and the other and and giving him his, his final lesson.
2: So hey, Dick, we're we're just about out of time. Final question, and we we don't have much time. Where can people get the book?
6: Okay, fantastic. You, on Amazon. It can be found on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. It, you know they'll they'll send it right to you and uh, there's uh, I hope everybody will take a look at it because there's a lot a lot of good reading.
8: Yeah, it's a
2: terrific read. Congratulations on a great job and thanks for joining us today on TD Green.
6: Yeah, it makes a, it makes me makes me very happy. Thanks so much,
2: Dick Grout with Bill Winter writing Jack Grout a legacy in golf. Like I said, if you're a golf fan and a Nicholas fan, a must. Scott Stewart is standing by from Poppy Hills. He's next on T to Green.
3: So you've heard the term drive for show and putt for dough. How would you like to make that a reality? Did you know that almost 90% of pro golfers miss a four-foot putt where there is only a break of five inches? The special technology in the Probe 2010 putter reduces the break by 80%, thereby making these kinds of putts almost a straight shot. Can you imagine taking almost 10 strokes off your game? Check out our website, ProbeGolfBayArea.com, to see how to lower your golf score with very little effort. Looking to add that hard-to-find autograph to your collection? Well, look no further than Les Wolf Sports, LLC. Les Wolf Sports is a name that's been synonymous with autographs and sports memorabilia for more than five decades. The company is a reliable and trusted source for authentic autographs and memorabilia. Whether you're new to the hobby or a seasoned collector, Les Wolf is the place for you. Collect, invest, protect, and preserve with the best. Visit leswolfsportsllc.com today. That's L-E-S-W-O-L-F-F sports, LLC.
4: or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, InSphere Insurance Solutions can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. InSphere Insurance Solutions is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. Don't complain
0: about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money.
8: Call 877-499-MY-TV.
0: At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card.
1: Call now 877-499-MY-TV so you're into fantasy sports time for you to up your game at starfantasyleagues.com where you can play fantasy sports like football, basketball, hockey and baseball and earn cold hard cash every single day it's legal, it's brand new and it's awesome at starfantasyleagues.com you can play your favorite fantasy sport for real money against real people or even play the Star Fantasy League's free tournaments for your chance to win something for nothing put your money where your mouth is prove your expertise get your game on today at starfantasyleagues.com
4: it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap,
0: tap, tap a room. Time to work on your short game. Tee to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000 acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past.
9: Good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Kelbel. I'm the head golf professional at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. I want to talk to you today about a simple pitch shot, and I want you to be able to come back to this shot time and time again, whether you have a good lie or a bad lie, whether the pitch is of 50 yards or 25 yards or 70 yards. I want you to put the ball right in the middle of your stance, get your knees bent, and I want you to practice swinging your arms. The arm swing is very, very important. Think of hands on a clock, practice going 10 to 2, 9 to 3, 8 to 4. Your backswing should mirror your follow-through. And always try to get a little air underneath your right heel when you finish, particularly on uphill shots or shots out of the rough where the club face is going to grab a little bit through impact. This will ensure momentum through the shot, proper distance control, and also accuracy because the club face will likely shut if you're decelerating through the shot.
8: For more on how to get
2: the ball up and down, visit t2greenradio.com or visit your local PGA professional. We are live and in real time on the internet at sportsbyline.com. You can also link to Sports Byline through our website, T2Greenradio.com. This is T to Green, the golf show. While you're there at our website, check out our Facebook page. Tell us you like us. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Butanoff is off today. Thanks for joining us. For many, many years since it opened in 1986, Poppy Hills Golf Course on the Monterey Peninsula in Northern California was one of the most famous golf courses in the world. It was uh, it was linked with Pebble Beach and the Monterey Country Club and the rotation for many years for the AT&T National Pro-Am, which used to be the Bing Crosby Pro-Am event on the PGA Tour. It's no longer a part of that rotation. And in fact, since March of last year, Poppy Hills has been closed, undergoing extensive renovation Poppy Hills is owned and operated by the Northern California Golf Association, and Scott Seward is with the Northern California Golf Association, and he is joining us right now to talk about that renovation and when they plan to reopen the Poppy Hills Golf Course in Northern California at the Monterey Peninsula. The reopening is scheduled for very soon.
8: Scott, welcome to Cheetah Green. Thanks,
2: thanks for having me.
8: This course was built by Robert Trent Jones, 1986, so it's not really that old And when you talk about the age of golf courses, 86, 1986 is relatively young, why redesign it, why the renovation?
10: Well, the impetus behind the, re- the redesign was uh, an aging uh, irrigation system, and uh, that needed to be replaced. That had not been touched since it had opened, and uh, they really need to, to be replaced. Most courses, when they do this, will close down a hole at a time and uh, do their irrigation work, and then you know, move on. So they're not shutting down the entire course. Uh, but uh, we saw it as an opportunity to address a, a number of, of things that we really wanted to address. First of which was uh, we wanted to conserve water by reducing the amount of irrigated turf. We've uh, succeeded. In doing that, we used to be uh, just over 80 uh, acres of turf that we needed to irrigate. Now we're about 62, so uh, it's a pretty significant savings over the long haul. But that wasn't the only reason. We didn't just think, uh, well, let's, let's save some water. Uh, it was Robert Trent Jones, Jr., who did the original design, and then and he uh, was awarded the contract to do the project uh, for the renovation. And uh, we really saw this as, a, as an opportunity, again, to make some other changes, such as um, sand capping the whole course. Those people who visited the Monterey Peninsula in the wintertime, although not this winter were a major drought, but if you visit in the winter, it can get wet here, it can get uh, uh, soggy, it, it doesn't dry quickly, and uh, our course was really affected by that because we're, we're in the forest, and the sunlight doesn't catch us all day. We have to wait a considerable amount of time before we get the full, full effect of the sunlight, so um, by sand capping you're adding a layer of sand beneath, just beneath the turf. It's a a new trend in golf design and it really firms the course up. You basically could have a downpour and in 40 minutes be playing on a completely dry golf course. So that sand capping uh, really helps the playability. We have completely removed rough. So uh, if you can imagine an Augusta or uh, an early Augusta, not new Augusta, since they have rough there now, but um, a, a master's look or even a pinehurst look where there's little to no rough uh, around the course. It really serves to highlight design features. You can play a ground game where you're, you're working the ball off, the, off maybe some of the turf around the green. And then the other big thing was the greens, instead of being a, a Poa Anua, which is a uh, most greenskeepers throughout the rest of the country spend a lot of time eradicating that. Uh, we've always embraced it because it's so prevalent here. We've converted to a bentgrass green, greens which are much smoother and, and more reliable. So um, the ball should be rolling more truly uh, throughout the day.
8: So it sounds to me like what, you, what you're saying is you have a course that was built nearly, what, 30 years ago? And you have taken advantage of some of the advances in technology since it was built in 86 to upgrade it to today's standards.
10: That's correct, and uh, the technology uh, provided by one of our partners, Toro, has been a huge help too. And that um, there's sensors throughout the course that can help tell hot spots, and uh, literally the greenskeeper can be, uh, you know, at his uh, son's baseball game and look up on his iPhone and see that, uh, you know, there's maybe a, a spot on the golf course that's, you know, it's an issue that that needs to be watered, and he can turn on the sprinkler right at that spot. So there's an entire map of the course. Um, you know, back in his office that he can see, or like I said, even on, on a mobile device.
8: Mm-hmm. How about the, the layout itself, the original Robert Trent Jones layout? Has that been affected much?
10: Yeah, um, there, there's there been uh, one big change and a bunch of little changes. Um, as you work through the golf course, uh, the front nine routing has stayed uh, pretty much the same. The green on the eighth pole changed location a little bit, uh, Making uh, it less of a dog leg. One of the things that I think uh, if people were to say uh, they didn't enjoy about the old course was that there was a lot of dog legs and uh, we've reduced the number and severity of the dog legs uh, with this renovation. So that probably characterizes the front nine. The, the closing hole on the, on the front nine is bound to be a favorite because it really ties into the natural waste areas we've introduced that seem like they just grow right out of the forest. There's the forest floor, and then there's a natural sandy area that you maybe, if you can uh, conjure up the image of Pinehurst, uh, that kind of rough edged look um, uh, that ties into a, a natural creek that's been introduced, or I should say reintroduced uh, in front of the 9th pole. It would, had been filled in with the original design. The back 9 is where we really uh, are excited for people to see the changes. Um, we have a brand new 11th pole that's the shortest hole in the course. Surrounded by natural waste area, and uh, it, it just it looks awesome the way it sits there with uh, the tall Del Monte pines surrounding it. The green side, we've reduced our 12th hole from a par five to a par four. Our 12th hole originally had been compromised because when they were building it, they had run into a grove of protected trees that uh, were not permitted to be to remove. So. Mm-hmm. The original 12th hole was an awkward par 5. Uh, it's safe to say that it was not amongst the best holes on the Monterey Peninsula, and, and we all knew it. But uh, Robert Trent Jones Jr. and his design team have transformed this hole and made it into a par 4, uh, lowering the par from the cor- of the course to par 71. And when you stand on the tee, you are looking across Monterey Bay. You see ocean. You see uh, mountains. You see all the way across to Santa Cruz it's a jaw-dropping visual moment and uh, it gives the poppy hills a wow uh, a wow hole that uh, we feel uh, hangs with some of our neighbors
8: some of the best views are not only in golf but in the entire world we're with scott seward today here on Tita green he's at the monterey peninsula he's at the poppy hills golf course the first golf course to be owned and operated by a regional golf association the northern california golf association poppy hills was built 1986 by robert trent jones jr hosted the pga tours at&t pebble beach national pro-am from 1991 through 2009 it was in the rotation poppy hills has also hosted the ncaa men's division one golf championship and has been the tournament home for the ncga championships it is the headquarters of the northern california golf association and scott is part of the renovation and part of what you're doing there designed to maybe get Poppy Hills back into the rotation for the AT&T or to get a PGA Tour or a regular or some other tour event?
10: Yeah, you know that wasn't uh, the intent. Uh, I mean, if, if if such an event's offered and you would always consider it, but uh, but uh, no, we really made this for our uh, members. This is a member benefit of the NCGA. We also. Think that with our $210 rate, um, which is the lowest on the Monterey Peninsula, that we have a great value to offer uh, any guest who comes to uh, to visit us. We look to the future, and who knows what the future will bring? I can say that there are some discussions uh, about p- perhaps bringing the first tee open here, being the partner course with Pebble Beach for the Senior Tour. So I think uh, you know that there's a good chance that that could happen uh, sooner rather than later, um, and you know we're excited about that. But uh, AT&T is not something that, uh, you know, was was a consideration when we undertook the project.
8: I guess I should ask you this sooner, but the Northern California Golf Association, what is that?
10: We are uh, an organization of member clubs, and that can be a golf course or it can be a a company club, um, it can be a church club. Basically, it's an organization of clubs of golfers. So, one of our, you know, say unique clubs would be Yahoo Golf Club, uh, Yahoo employees that go and play on weekends and you know, visit different courses, and their membership uh, in the NCGA is through that club, or it could be the, the local public course where you join us. We provide you a handicap. We provide a host of other benefits, um, you know, number one of which would be a heavily uh, reduced rate at uh, Poppy Hills, and then we have a partner course uh, that, that we own and operate as well uh, in Livermore, California, called Poppy Ridge. Um, these courses, uh, we really wanted to make that a prime part of our member benefit portfolio. My primary role is the is promotion of, of all these uh, the benefits in the golf courses, but also uh, editing and publishing a, a magazine that's a, another member benefit.
8: Scott Sewarders, I guess. Scott, Poppy Hills closed on March 11th of last year to undergo the extensive renovations. The target date for the reopening is early in April this year. Are you going to make it?
10: Yeah, we're, uh, the course has been finished for uh, a while. We're just letting it grow and mature. There's holes that have been playable for for several months. Uh, not the entire course. I mean, there the holes that were planted last still need some time. We're targeting April fourth as the first round, and then you know we are going to make that. Uh, you know, right now they're they're uh, redoing parts of the, of the clubhouse, and uh, so there's still a lot of activity here. But uh, the golf course itself uh, will
2: be ready.
8: All right, we look forward to the reopening. And, Scott, thanks for joining us today from out there in the Poppy Hills Golf Course.
2: Thanks for having me. Scott Seward for the Northern California Golf Association. Look for Poppy Hills to reopen early April, and then I don't think it's going to be too long before they land a tournament. Maybe not a PGA Tour event, possibly a Champions Tour event, but with the renovation, the extensive redoing of the course, It will return to its spot as one of the great courses in America. Poppy Hills Golf Course on the Monterey Peninsula. Speaking of the Monterey Peninsula, big tournament out there this weekend, the AT&T National Pro-Am. We'll take a look at what's going on there. And a golfer named Woods won an event this weekend. First name, not Tiger. We'll talk about that when we come back and take you on tour as Tea to Green continues from the home of Tea to Green, Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Jay Ritchie. We'll be right back.
7: Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp.
5: 800-296-1360.
2: The fastest hour in radio and the quickest hour in golf, and we're not done yet. It's time to go on tour, and we start with Ladies Golf. While Tiger Woods is off in Europe consoling Lindsey Vonn because she can't compete in the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, his niece, 23-year-old Cheyenne Woods, won the Australian Ladies' Masters for her first major professional tour win. She held off 17-year-old Australian amateur Minji Lee by two shots. Cheyenne Woods is the daughter of Earl Dennison Woods Jr., who is Tiger Woods' half- Brother. On the Champions Tour, a day after making the game look easy when he became the ninth player to shoot 60 on the Champions Tour, Michael Allen came in with a 69 yesterday and grabbed a one shot lead over Scott Dunlap and Chin Sun Lu in the Alliance Championship, heading into today's final round in Boca Raton, Florida. And on the PGA Tour, pebble beach california jimmy walker had a hot hand in the cold wind yesterday and built a six shot lead at the at&t pebble beach national program he countered the elements with five birdies in 30 mile an hour gusts on the monterey peninsula for a four under 67 leaving him on the verge of his third pga tour win this season he'll start the day today 13 under par tom wilkinson of new zealand Hunter Mahan are tied for second. Winds were so strong, the third round was delayed for two hours and 19 minutes because the golf balls were getting blown and rolling off some of the greens. Officials were spraying water on the greens to help the balls stay on the putting surface, but it didn't work. Putting was affected the most. Jeff Ogilvie three-putted from three feet twice on his way to shooting an 81. Jordan Spieth had two three-putts that sent him tumbling out of contention. The scoring average at Pebble Beach was just over 75. Phil Mickelson played Spyglass and had a 71. He's eight shots behind the leaders at the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. Watched a little of that yesterday. Saw Tom Brady and some of these Ray Romano, some of the celebrities playing in that. Always a fun event. Hey, thanks to Jack Grout, his book, A Legacy in Golf, about his dad, Dick Rout, joining us today on Tee to Green. Dick Grout, the book Jack Rout, A Legacy in Golf. And Scott Seward from the Northern California Golf Association for joining us today on the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Great job from Scott Cuddy, our producer. I'm Jay Ritchie. Thanks for joining us. And till next time, hit them long, hit them straight.